0: Hello, Cornerstone family. My name is Gia Youngblood, and I'd like to share something with you that's been on my heart lately and um, that I've been seeking God about. Um, During these emotionally charged times we're living in where people are constantly being confronted with having to pick sides or relationships are really being strained, um, you know, dividing lines between issues, are really widening between friends and family and people we care about and we're not quite sure how to respond right now I think a lot of us are silent and um, not sure what to say and for fear of backlash or losing a friend but not wanting to compromise truth at the same time but yet unsettled by that same silence you know and a friend called me the other day and was really saddened by the division in her family and the hurtful words that had been spoken to her. And she asked me to pray with her, and And there was four more phone calls after her um, with people all wanting to know the same thing. How do we respond in these troubled times, in these times where people are almost forcing us to pick a side? And um, not wanting to compromise truth and knowing, you know, though that our response is going to be critical to future, you know, these future relationships, and but even more wanting to know what God wants us to do and how, how to handle these times. And I just, the first thing that came to mind as I was praying was Jesus on the cross. You know, he was spit on, he was bruised, he was beaten, he was despised, it says in the, in the word. And why was he there? He was there because he loved us and that was his response to us you know it was a choice for him to be on that cross he didn't have to be there and even on the cross he continued to love us love the people that cursed him he said father forgive them for they know not what they do and in Matthew um, 5 43 45 it says you have heard it said You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. You know, I don't always pray first for the people who curse me or are angry with me. But, you know, the Bible tells us that um, we are to pray, we are to seek the Father, and we are to love because it conquers everything, because it covers a multitude of sins. And um, in my experience, no amount of logic or arguing or reasoning really reconciles like love does. And I thought about, I was reading this scripture um, in John 4, 35 about, you know, Jesus is speaking of the great white harvest. You know, one that we would be able to see, it says, because it says, wake up and look around. We'll be able to see what it looks like in the fields. It'll be ripe for harvest. And I thought, what does that look like? You know, maybe that sign of what it looks like isn't what I think it looks like. You know, I think in my mind, I thought, oh, people will be lining up at church doors and they'll be ready to receive Christ. Well, frankly, you know, I don't know about you, but God doesn't do the, you know, things the way I expect Him to do. And frankly, I'm thank- thankful that He doesn't. But. Um, I was thinking about this, and when fear is rampant and people are looking for answers and hope, what if reaping a harvest of souls is responding in humility and love? You know, maybe the white harvest um, represents white flags of surrender. I thought. I'm not saying that we compromise truth, though. Um, Paul reminds us that we don't do that. We we you know hate what is evil, but cling to what is good. But we have sincere love, but I am, I'm also reminded that Jesus says um, how will people know me but by my love the love that he's given to us so where logic fails in these troubled times love speaks truth and when we approach people with love and humility as Jesus did and we pray for them um, it disarms anger You know, love never fails and instead of choosing a side we choose to love. And we may, not, we may not get the response we're looking for. We may not always uh, close the gap, you know, of these widening lines. But in that same scripture I read before, it says, you know, that when we do pray for those who persecute us, it says, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Because we represent him, we continue to be his children. We continue to be an example. Of who he is to others so that they see him in us let's pray Jesus I am reminded of your great sacrifice and how you were bruised and beaten how you were cursed and spit on Lord and Lord that even then you chose to love people and I ask you father to help us to do that help us Lord Um, Fill us um, to overflow with your love so we may pour out onto others. Help us to not lean on our own understanding and surrender our ideals at times or our stances on issues um, because love is really more important than that, more important than what we think or know. And Lord, uh, love bridges that gap. And I thank you, Father, that it also, um, you've told us that we have been reconciled to you and that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And I believe that's through love and expressing your love to others. So help us do that. Um, I praise you and thank you. I pray for uh, many who would be surrendered to you, Lord God. And uh, we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well thank you church family. Um, Today I hope you have a great day. Check out our website to see what's going on and uh, join us on Sunday for services where you can come at 830 or 1045 and I hope to see you soon. Bye bye.